The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome back to New York Talk. We have one of our favourite type of episodes. We get to speak to somebody we like. Um, <laughs> uh, well, tonight we're going to speak to Ollie Rathbone. How are you doing, Ollie? Yeah, very well. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. No problem. Perfect to speak to you. And Danny, I'll introduce you as well, mate, because everybody loves hearing from you. How are you doing, Danny? Yeah, I'm the eye candy of the podcast. I'm just ashamed to audio <laughs> only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if all you Mick fans out there, Mick's not with us tonight for one reason or another. We'll speak to him another time. Um, uh, like I said, thank you for doing this, Ollie. The first question we've got to ask you, because we've got to ask you, uh, the contract situation has been reported the last few days that there's been initial talks. Is there any anything you can tell us about your current situation? Uh, no, nothing at all, really. I'm kind of similar to you guys. I, um, I'm reading stuff at the moment, uh, but there's been no, nothing official from the uh, club uh, at the moment. Cool. Got it out of the way. We can talk yeah. about it now. <laughs> yeah, that's one box. Takes me moving on. <laughs> uh, I thought we'd go back to the sort of last season. Let's you know, let's talk about last season because last season was ridiculous uh, and how good <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, your first season with the club, and it couldn't have gone much better. To be honest with you, how how good was that last season? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, because obviously I came like uh, just before the season started, mm. so. Uh, didn't really have much time to kind of think of anything. I didn't. I wasn't when I, I wasn't part of the pre-season like conversations about what they wanted to achieve. I just kind of came in just before the season started, and uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I could have expected what was to happen to happen. Yeah, really, really uh, pleasing. Yeah, and all, all the only good bet is win the league. But I know we're being greedy, aren't we? Wembley in a promotion is good enough. <laughs> yeah, there is a slight piece to me that's disappointed we didn't win the league, but um, we still massively overachieved anyway. Uh, what yeah. season? What season? What season? Um, could you possibly pick a highlight from last season? I know that's like there's so, so many games, two big ones, obviously. Is it possible to sort of say ones better, or are they as good as in different ways? Yeah. Um, 
definitely the league for me over the the Papa John's one because um, just the whole way it happened and that Gillingham game was really tough. Mm. Um, um, and obviously Georgie, who I'm really good friends with, scoring that goal was just yeah, that that was probably the best moment of my career. Yeah, when that went in. It's probably the best moment of me being a fan as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just chaos. Just amazing. Um, I just want to talk about that, that sort of brief, after the Papa John's, we went on a massive dip. A massive dip's probably actually, I'm being harsh probably there. But we went on a bit of a dip. Yeah. Just talk us through that sort of run of games where everything sort of didn't quite go to plan. And then I think it was the Ipswich game, am I right, where everything just sort of clicked again? Yeah, I'm casting my mind back now. I can't remember, but you kind of put the bad times to one side and just remember the good ones. Um, without going to specific games, I think, yeah. um, I think there was a massive element of all the work we put into from the start of that season, the way we play, how many games we actually had with the Papa Johns and stuff, playing like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday constantly. Um, I think we were just quite jaded. Um, mm mentally and physically I think we were just quite drained as a group and we were so so desperate to achieve what we wanted that I think when that kind of started to fall away it kind of made everything worse and then I think the best thing that happened to us was I think we actually dropped into the playoffs Mm. for a brief period of time and I think everyone kind of then we were so scared of dropping into the playoffs that when it happened I think it allowed us to go right we're in it now we know what we've got to do and it allowed us to kick on again. Um, but yeah, it was a tough time because we'd worked so hard and I think it was one of them. I think if you'd have asked the fans at the start of the season, would you have taken Papa John's and the playoffs? I think everyone would have said yes, but the way, because we've been so far ahead and everything, that the expectation was really high and I think we just kind of struggled to kind of manage that. Uh, but we got it in the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most importantly. Uh, yeah, Exactly. Let's talk about the Gillingham game because we've talked about it for hours. We'll talk about it in 10 years, probably. <laughs> it was just one of those days. As a player, is it sort of stressful, those days, because it's so it's it's almost a playoff final, or do you just embrace, try and embrace it? Um, I think were we I think we were three points clear going into that game, were we? Or was it two points? Two points, I think it was. A draw would have been enough, yeah. I think, something like that. Um so I remember going on, on the bus at the hotel, heading to the game, and I remember thinking, like, I think we'd be okay regardless. Mm. Because I think, but then at half time, coming into change, we were one and up. I asked the physio, I said, How are MK Don's getting on? And he said, Up, oh, winning 4 0, Plymouth are down to 10 men. And you go, oh, Okay, we're going to have to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, and the Gillingham game was tough in itself because they had that long throw. So every time the ball went out in your half, even if you defended it well, it's coming in your box and anything can happen. It's so random. So that the second half was tough until like Georgie scored. Like that's why it was such a relief. Um because even though they were like I think bottom of the league, um in fact and in fact that like they didn't have to do much to get a chance because that long throw when they were direct and stuff. So the game itself was tough, um, but it made it all the more special in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Relive that moment again and again and again. Yeah, there, was, there was a brief moment in that game as well where we were top of the league <clears throat> again because mm. I think Wigan were drawing at the time. Yeah. And I think about 30-ish minutes in it. It was just after Reg scored. 
I think that that put us top, and then Wigan scored him a lot. Ah, if we beat Gillingham, we'll be right. Don't, yeah. don't worry about MK. We're ahead of them. Just keep the win. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating, Ollie, when I say three rows of seats didn't survive George's <laughs> goal in front of me. <laughs> oh, what a day. It was well worth getting up at three o'clock in the morning for. It was. <laughs> Early kickoff at Gillingham was a right laugh, isn't it? I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but more time to celebrate afterwards, I suppose. I suppose that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the civic reception and the, the day out in town. Just tell me what is a civic reception? Because I don't know. I've never, I've never attended one other than signing a million autographs. What did you actually do on that on that day? Uh, we were pointed to the stadium, got on the bus, went to all the different locations. Then we went. Is it the town hall? Did we go mm. to that? Mm. Uh, and then obviously that's where all the fans were, and the gaffer and Woody, I think, made some speeches and whatnot. I think the chairman might have spoke. Um, and obviously we went like signed all the autographs, all the people that came down. Uh, and then, yeah, we went inside and just had like a photo and that was it. And then there was a bit of like a, a spread put on. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Yeah, it was my first one as well. It was a bit random, yeah. It was nice. It was good, though. I'd expect a bit of a top, top quality spread, bear in mind. It's inside Town Hall where it just, you know. I, yeah. I, I shouldn't ask that really because it weren't very good. Though. No, I think it was quite good. Yeah, I think the lads were quite happy because a lot of them were hungry. Um, so it was quite like, oh, yeah, buzzing, yeah. I think there was like the big, big scones. I can't remember exactly, but it was well, quite big. Yeah, I think I took one of them from a car. Yeah, <laughs> um, before we move on to this season, I want to ask the Moment of Truth podcast. Obviously, we came out in the oh, summer. yeah, yeah. Did you make a point where you wanted to listen to it to see sort of the bits you missed, or but did you listen to it? I suppose is the question. Uh, I listened to the first couple, um, and then I kind of I don't know, I stepped, I stepped away from it. I think I don't know, if, I didn't. I didn't really want to kind of hear all the conversations that were uh, mm. going. Um, so yeah, but I've, 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 I listened to the Portsmouth half-time clip. Uh, <laughs> so I listened to that, uh, but on the whole, no, I didn't. I, I probably will. It's probably something uh, I will uh, go back to. I think it was a bit of a funny one at the time because obviously Paul One was still the manager of our club. Yeah. Um, so I kind of didn't want to. Or hear him say something like from four months ago that would maybe yeah. irritate me today. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of stepped away from it at the time. But I think it is something I would like to watch back. My brother in law has listened to it and he loved it. And everyone that I've spoken to really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. I, I, mm. I was wondering if I put myself, if I were a player, would I want to listen to it? I, I can see my job. I probably yeah. want to listen to it in case. Yeah. <laughs> Some players are different. Some players would never listen to it, like would have no interest yeah. in it, wouldn't want to hear anything like that. And some players are just unfazed and would listen to it and quite interested by it. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved it, mate. Um, when I was doing a bit of groundskeeping at Roundwood in the summer, every time I was on the bowling greens, I just listened to it and it's like, this is mint. And you get, I can't yeah. remember which one it was, but there was the one where um, Richie really went off in the dressing room. That was Paul's half time, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, it feels like he's having a go at me. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm there um, edging a bowling green. It's like, what the hell? I'm getting told off here. <laughs> but it's uh, absolutely incredible. Just that little peeling back of the curtain, even though it's only audio, that little peel back of the curtain just to see like what it's what it's really like, sort of thing. That that for me is what made it. Yeah, well the fellow that obviously did it, he spent a lot of time with us in the build up to it. And he was really happy with it. He said like he thinks this is gonna be like groundbreaking. No one's really had this much access. And he said the way it kind of played out with us playing Oxford, um yeah. 
Um, he said it was brilliant, and I think, yeah, so it worked out really well for him, yeah. Uh, if any of the Brotherham fans listening, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. All it might make you miss somebody. Uh, we'll <laughs> <mention>. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on to this season, what were your sort of pre-season expectations? Your first season going into the Championship, I imagine you were pretty excited to sort of challenge yourself at this level. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, really excited, yeah. I, but I was also quite aware that you kind of only get one one shot of these. Um, at this, as a player, you can kind of easily get like, oh, he, he didn't cut it in the champ or, or whatever. And some of that can be out of your control if you just get injured at the wrong time or these types of things. So I was quite, um, I just really wanted to make sure that I got a lot of game time and whatever. And obviously it's all um, kind of worked out well. I played like a lot of minutes, uh, similar to last season. So yeah, can't complain really. And it went really, really, really well to start with, up until sort of the international way, which happened with the change of management. That was a much more, the eighth or ninth or something going into the international break. I imagine that was well beyond what the pre-season expectations were as a team. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, especially with the, like, the history of the club the last couple of years in the Championship. Um, but what I, what I found funny was that people kept saying to me, like, wow, you're eighth in the Championship. And I, would, I look at the table... And you're only like four points off 20, 23rd or 22nd. So I kind of remember thinking like, yeah, it's really good. Like, it's really tight. So don't get like uh, carried away and whatnot. And some of them games, I think early on the season, we, I think we were quite fortunate to get points. I think mm. Preston away, QPR away. They, they were kind of, we defended really well, like, but it was quite a nervous second half. <laughs> yeah, that Preston one in particular, the last 20 minutes or half an hour, we've yeah, got Preston one. Of course, yeah. We? yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going away from that thinking, right, they're definitely going up automatically. <laughs> they played really well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had kind of a crazy start, Preston, didn't they? Where they didn't, they, con- they scored like two goals in the first eight games or something. Yeah, didn't concede any. Yeah. Crazy, weren't it? Yeah, great fun. Um, I'm going to ask about the change of manager. As a player, how does that go down for you guys? I don't know what you can tell us because obviously I don't know how it goes down, but how did it go down for you as a change? Uh, yeah, it was it was strange like, because it came out of nowhere. Um, I think we played Middlesbrough on the Saturday and we were going into international break. Um, and I think we were in training on the Tuesday and the manager kind of spoke to us as a group and like openly... And I think maybe on the Wednesday, kind of said, "Look, look, guys, there's a chance I might not be here at the start of next week." And you kind of thinking, like, "Well, wow, like, wonder why I didn't didn't know who he was linked with." And then I went to Portugal, and then just got a text in the group chat, like, "Yeah, all the staff have, have gone and stuff." And it's kind of like it just happens so quickly, and you, I don't know you don't really have much. Obviously, you're aware that in football these types of things happen. I think for me, I've not had loads of managers in my career. Mm. So it's never really happened to me. I think some players have been at clubs where you get three or four new managers a year, and they're a lot more <laughs> used to it. Um, mm. But for me, it was, it was strange, like, and it was it was like sad to see them go because um, like in that in that year, we obviously it was such a close group, and we achieved so much that you always have uh, a very close bond with the staff and stuff. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Because uh, from the outside, we all think you all know everything. We all think everybody at the football yeah, no. things are because you know everything. You know a week before we know anything. It's obviously not like that, is it? No, it's not at all. No, I'd say we knew maybe twenty-four hours, maybe, and that was that wasn't anything concrete. That was yeah. still hearsay, like. 
<laughs> that, that shattered that rumour, hasn't it, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of rumours, all sorts of conspiracy <laughs> around, isn't there? Um, yeah. Um, then the following week, Woody takes over. Woody and uh, Peltier take over, sort of temporary managers for a, for a week. Is that again for players? How is that? Because you don't have a full sort of full time manager. You don't maybe don't expect Woody's going to take off long term. Is it just sort of like club together for this game and then move, try and move on to the next one? Yeah, that that was a strange week because that's never happened to me in football before. Like mm. um, when like your teammates and not, and it's not like Woody only played like one game in two and a half years. He, he was yeah. a, playing every week, like and so was and so was Pelts. Um, so I think I think it was a really strange position for them two to be in because mm. I think they both kind of wanted to play and they weren't sure of all that balance. But we had we had a really good week and um, just I couldn't get the. Uh, couldn't get the result on the weekend. I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the situation was just a little bit bizarre, and I think I think we all felt quite a lot of pressure because we really that wanted to um, do it for Woody and do it for Pelts because mm. we had a good week and they'd done so much for us. So um, yeah, I was really disappointed we couldn't like produce anything for them on that day. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, well, I said these things, Wigan at the time under Richardson were an incredibly organised team, knew exactly what they were doing from A to Z. And yeah, because after that game, I remember thinking like, well, they played well. They've like kicked on a bit yeah. from um, from League One. Um, obviously, kind of not materialised since then. Well, uh, still a lot of football to play, I guess. <laughs> yeah, mm. definitely. Um, and then Matt Tiller came in. I can't really come in on the Monday or Tuesday, but he came in for the, in time for the Millwall game. Which I think it was on the Tuesday. Yeah. Um, how was that sort of again? What's, what's it like when a new manager comes in? I imagine each one's different, obviously, but. Yeah, to be fair, the, the weirdest part for a player is kind of the whole speculation before it because yeah. the next guy that's going to come in basically has your career in his hand, <laughs> which yeah. is quite a big like statement, but it's true really. Like If he's not having you and you're not going to play for the next six months, that could massively affect the rest of your career from that point onwards. So that wasn't, that wasn't nice kind of hearing like rumours and kind of thinking, like, oh God, if he coming in, would that be good for me? And blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, um, the gaffer came in with with Wayne at first, um, and yeah, I can't speak highly enough of them. To be honest, I think they've been brilliant ever since they've come in, and I think they came in at a difficult time when we had games every single week. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was strange, like because obviously, especially for some of the players who had had like Paul Warren for a long time, like Wowsy in particular. I think he'd only ever had Paul Warren. Woody had been with Warney for like five years. Um, but, but for me, it was it was nice to have. It was it was quite interesting and quite fun for new things. It's quite when you go into training, or oh, what we're going to do today. It, it did kind of um, off like change things up a bit for the players. Can I jump uh, in with my um, story about my Taylor, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I think uh, this wasn't long after he. I think it was just before he actually got announced as the new gaffer on the socials, um, and there was the disabled supporters association meeting. And um, the guy who runs the away day coaches that I travel on, Dave Scrivens, he um, <clears throat> is, is in that meeting and someone come, comes in and he shakes his hand and goes, hey, pal, are you going to the match on Saturday? And it's Matt Taylor and he goes, yeah, I'm the gaffer. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's for everybody listening on the coach whilst we're travelling to Blackpool, by the way, because I know you're all listening to this when it comes out. <laughs> oh, he's never going to forgive me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, 
The first round about Taylor came, the Huddersfield game on the, I think it was on the telly, Georgie scored another late goal. That's what only yeah, goals yeah, scored, yeah. late goals. Um, it's, it was only a couple of games, but is it important as players to write, again, how did it work with new manager? Do you want to get a win early early doors so there's no media sort of, yeah, not, not winning X amount of games, or do you just sort of switch all that off anyway? No, I, I was quite aware of that because um, I was quite aware that the first few games are important because mm. I know we all want to win, but he's judge, he's kind of judging every single player and so he's, yeah. he's weighing the assistant because um, they're, they're obviously a completely new group. So every you've got no kind of like um, history to fall back on mm. with under Paul. And if, if you had a bad game, he knows that you can produce. You did it for him last year or whatever. But it's a new slate for everyone. Um, but yeah, I was quite conscious that because I think we played Millwall on the Tuesday, mm. Blackburn away on the Saturday, um, and kind of you know, God, I hope this doesn't like rack up and become um, a long field. So I was really glad we got that win against Huddersfield. Mm. Uh, and then the Tuesday is the Stoke game. Now we talked a minute about Preston being a back to the wall job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stoke away. Um, talk about your goal first because. I assume you didn't mean it. Or are you just going to claim you meant that? Um, I was shooting. <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I genuinely was shooting because I remember um, where I was on the pitch. I remember thinking, oh, if this comes to me, I'm, I'm going to shoot. Like, I'm not yeah. going to under-hit a cross and they're going to counter-attack. So, um, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'll shoot. But maybe subconsciously, I thought, oh, yeah, just hit it through the bodies. Because yeah. when I look watching back, it doesn't look like a shot. It's not a great shot. Um so yeah, and I was happy personally for that to kind of get the monkey off my back of kind of first goal of the season, championship goal of the season uh, in my career and stuff. So kind of felt a bit of pressure off the off my shoulders with that one. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I imagine that's one of those games where you come off and think, "I ah, we won that game oh, oh, in the end because well, Victor's pulled off some stunners, obviously. Um, yeah, but they, I think they should have in- scored. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Yeah, and in I, I think in fairness to the manager, he he didn't kind of get um, obsessed with the win. In that sense, he kind of um, said, "Look, well done, amazing defending." But I think we need to kind of work on uh, working away from home because I think even at, at the start of the season, I think we'd only scored one goal away from home. We were finding them games like really difficult, which which they are at this level. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you'll see many games like that anymore from us, where it's kind of really back against the wall. Like, top of my head is the Watford game um, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. If you watch like them games almost side to side, you'd see two really different teams in the way that we've approached. And we've done a lot of work on that on the training ground. Um, so yeah, obviously happy to get the three points. But the big thing off that was kind of we kind of built on it, if that makes sense, and became a better team off the back of it. I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about away games in this division because I mentioned our away record in general in the last three seasons has been pretty bad, other than the COVID season. Okay, this is going to be a really easy easy answer, I suppose. Is it just because the teams are better that makes it so difficult, or is it is there just something about the championship where away games are harder? Because in League One, it doesn't seem as heavily weighted. Really, it's not just us that has a problem, is it? I don't think. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good question, really, because uh, the answer is I don't really know. Um, <laughs> it, it's, def- it's definitely not like, um, uh, well, maybe, 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 maybe it's it's tougher going and playing away at, uh, at Sheffield United when there's, I don't know, 28,000 fans than when you go and play at B- Burton or Aki Stanley and there's 2,500 yeah. fans or whatever. So um, maybe there is an element of that. But for me, I think um, it is just the quality 
and I think at home it's quite easy for us to maybe disrupt that and mm. away from home it is it is more difficult um but so I, I would suggest the quality more than anything else yeah and so. the surfaces <laughs> as well to be fair because mm. league one surfaces they can be quite um like unpredictable and can mm. slow the game down but when you go to somewhere like Watford it's really quick the pitch and that for top players they, that really helps them um you see in the FA Cup all the time if it's a Premier League team at home to a, a lower league team that's usually a Premier League win but away from home the pitch can be a real mm. level of, of sorts so I'd probably mm. say that as well yeah hmm. that makes more sense than what I thought so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um Talk about another away game, Sheffield United. As you mentioned, Sheffield United then away. Um, what an eye that was. Wilesy with the with the goal. Um, just talk about Sheffield United because it's like almost a Gillingham game. It's just a great night to talk about. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, that was a really special night because I think we'd had a really tough run of games mm. at, leading up to that where we played well and not just. I think we had the Burnley game just a week before, maybe, which was really unfortunate and. Um, um, and yeah, I was delighted for Wilesy because obviously he was, he's obviously a Rotherham lad and I think his granddad played for Sheffield and he was captain, mm. so it was a really special good night for him um, and obviously for us as well. Mm. Yeah. I think it had been a long time since we'd won there, maybe 40 odd years and stuff. And I wasn't... Danny's, uh, not this one. Danny's, Danny's the expert on this one. Um, 1980 was the last time we beat Sheffield United away before Wilesy's game. So that's like 42 years. And, and um, I wasn't aware of that going in like the week leading up to it. But I think the manager alluded to it before the game. And then you kind of remember thinking like, well, this, this would be a huge result. And so I was delighted we got it. And I think I, that was another away game that wasn't like the Stoke game. Uh, especially yeah. the first half, we had quite a few good chances. We were definitely more in the game. Um, and that shows, I think, um, the direction we're looking to go. Mm. Yeah, uh, are you unbeaten in derbies for Rotherham United? Just thinking, now we've also beat Donny on Wednesday last season. Oh, no, because I got beat in the home game by Wednesday. Yeah, um, I'm beating away in derbies, I guess. Which unbeaten you know. away, yeah, yeah. You just need to tick Barnsley off at some point, and you've got the the whole collection there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, I've done, yeah, I've done Wednesday, Sheffield United, Donny, all the way from home in the league. Yeah, it might, might be a decent. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be many. There won't be many players. Obviously, we're not beating shipping out for forty years. There won't be many Rotherham players that have ticked all them off. No, in me. the same year because that was in the same year, wasn't it? Chef Wednesday. Chef Wednesday year as well, yeah. <laughs> <Not bad>. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to stay forever, now. You're going to be the good times, apparently. <laughs> uh, oh, the that was on the way back from Chef United, dearie me. That that were mental though. It it was just just pure laughs all all the way back, and it, it that's that's the um the the spawn of the you've been Matt tailored me. I don't know if you've seen it seen it on socials. Oh, no, I've not seen it. But no. um <laughs> now whenever we we beat someone either away or at home, that meme appears somewhere. <laughs> and and it's and it's just a picture of Matt Taylor, and it just says you've just been Matt tailored. <laughs> <laughs> it's mint. It's absolutely incredible. Um, think of the World Cup break, the first time it's ever happened in football, yeah. The COVID shutdown. How strange was that just to write your middle of the season, right? Is a break it, 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 as a fan, it was bizarre, yeah. It, yeah, it, it was, it was strange. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it, I guess, to be fair. Um, it was quite nice to have a bit of time off, but it was probably a bit too long. Um, and it ends up being like quite difficult 
because you don't want to play too many games because yeah. you kind of want to make um, you kind of want to take advantage of the break, but you don't want to not play a game. So it was quite difficult to balance. I imagine if it if it was obviously it's not going to happen every year, but if it did, you'd become more accustomed to it and more yeah. know how to ha- handle it more. Yeah. Exactly. As a coach, I imagine it's a nightmare because you don't. You know, it's not pre-season, but you four weeks out of game, so there's an element of pre-season to it. It's yeah, it, it it was really strange. Yeah, it was it was a, a weird time in terms of all. Also, we went to we went to Cyprus and and came back. Then we had a, then we had a friendly against Sheffield United, and then to be fair, it did come around quite quick. The uh, yeah. the Bristol City, I think, after that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. we got to watch World Cup. I mean, England lost, obviously, but yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in Cyprus not... for the group stages, and like could hardly get any of the games on. Obviously, we were really? trading, so. I basically missed the entire World Cup, yeah, so <laughs> that would be great. We that had the one brave Welsh fan um, in the Brentwoods for England against Wales. <laughs> At least he kept him pretty quiet, though, to be fair. He wouldn't have been piping up much it, during it, that it, game. It was it? a woman, to be fair, Matt, and she was sat right behind us and she sang National Anthem and everything. Can't <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. have to respect oh, well. it. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, okay. <laughs> um... Well, just talk, we've got to talk about the sort of the dip in the dip in the form, dip in the run that happened Christmas into the new year prior to the Blackburn game. Yeah, is it one of those things? Just sort of, I don't know. I don't know how much you can, again you can tell us, but is is it one of those things where just sort of you drop in form and it's difficult to explain, or did in a group did you eventually? Matt Taylor obviously worked it out, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it is difficult. Um... But I do think in this league, it's really common. And like I think yeah. almost every team has it. I think I read the other day, QPR, one win in 16. Mm. And that's a team that was like something like that. So I do think the league can do that to you. Um, but we were really disappointed like in that time. But it was strange as well because we didn't have like that many games. Yeah, We used to like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, where you can kind of bounce back. So you kind of... I think we got beat by Bristol City then on the Saturday, West Brom. So it was mm. quite odd. You had like a week of kind of being like disappointed off it and nothing to kind of, let's say last season, if we got beat on, the, I think, let's say, the start of last season, we got done 4-1 by Fleetwood at home. Mm. Yeah. That would have been a bad week, but we had to kind of forget about it because we had Lincoln on the Tuesday and mm. then we went off. I think we then started that really good run from there. Yeah. Um, so that was quite tough. You kind of couldn't like bounce back and there was... There wasn't that many games, and it's quite tough to kind of bounce back at, at West Brom away. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> um, the sort of fixtures are tough, um, but on the whole, we, we were disappointed. But we kind of never really um, lost the mood in the camp. Never really got um, that bad. We, I think, we were all very confident um, that we could that we were could get back to winning ways. And um, I think as January started, the new signings came in. They really. Um, rejuvenated the, the squad and uh, brought some belief back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose with, with transfer windows, isn't it? It, it? A couple of new faces and it just, as a fan base, it rejuvenates us a little bit. Is that what it's like as a player? You've got, you just, it's fresh almost. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, I think we were low on numbers. Yeah. Um, we were genuinely quite low on numbers um, and we had a few injuries at uh, the start of the window. I think Georgie and Tom both injured, so we were short up front. Um, so that I think that was key for us as well to kind of get some more bodies in. And now, looking at the squad, I think we've got really good numbers and good competition all over the pitch. Yeah, 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Mm, yeah, definitely. Feels like a really good window. Um, we're on to the Blackburn game. A question from a seven-year-old who wants to know uh, how good did it feel to win 4-0 is the question she asked. So how good did that Blackburn game win 4-0? Because it was just amazing from a fan point of view. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing for us because obviously that was kind of... Um, obviously, we'd had the bad run of, run of form, bad result in the FA Cup. A lot of we'd had a lot of away games. I think mm. since the break we only had we had Bristol City at home where we got That's beaten, cool. at home where I think we played well. Mm. Um, so this was the time for us to really kickstart our season back at home. Um, and yeah, I think we went. Well, couldn't have gone any better for all of us. We were really pleased. I think that's really uh, been a big boost for us amongst the squad. Mm. I just about got comfy in my seat when the first goal went in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad way to start the game, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then your goal that caused absolute chaos again, never confusion around the stadium, <laughs> about five minutes between itching, itching it and it actually being a goal. <laughs> but yeah, that was bizarre. It, it all happened a bit like scrappily because it kind of got given away and then it... Um, mm fell to me and I kind of shifted it out of my feet. I didn't know how far out I was really and just hit it and it hit the bar and I remember thinking, oh, that was a good strike. And then I kind of was desperate for it to have gone in, but I weren't 100% sure. Mm. And then I thought, oh, it's not gone in. So then I'm like chasing after the ball again. <laughs> and then obviously when he blew, when he looked at the at his watch, oh, that was a really good moment for me. <laughs> really good, yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think that's yeah. um, the best goal that you've scored at New York, Ollie? Because you've got the um, the Wigan one from last season mm-hmm. to contend oh, it with. Uh, uh, do you know what? I, I kind of was saying like now I think the Blackburn goal was better, but I actually watched the Wigan one back recently. And when I kind of think back to like how big that game was and, and everything, um, so it's a tough one between them two because I do think I do think they're both quite good. <laughs> oh, and we'll throw one more in the one against Crew as well. Yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't my one. I think um oh no, the Stoke goal was the first time I'd scored for Rotherham in the league and we'd won. <laughs> so that was <laughs> I was quite I had that in the back of my eyes, but I thought I hope like no one like worked it out. <laughs> I mean I would not clocked it, so thank you no, for that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you come on the podcast on on trying to break a curse, to be honest with you. We've, we've spoken to Woody, Victor and Barlas last season, and we lost all three games post-speaking to them. So, <laughs> I'm hoping... Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No, we've got to win that. <laughs> um, you, have you scored from inside the box for us? I don't think you have. They're all outside the box, aren't they? I think. Uh, yeah, I think they are, yeah. They're all outside the box. 
it could have been because I think the keeper came out. I might have just been in. I don't think I've, I've not scored inside the penalty spot. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I've scored inside the penalty spot now. No. I think we might have to set a challenge for Saturday there, Matt. <laughs> yeah, a little tapping. <laughs> yeah. mind that. I celebrated just the same. It hit me in the <laughs> face and went on the line. That was fine. <laughs> they all count, don't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, talk about getting captains, the captain's armband for the first time against uh, well, in South Yorkshire Derby as well in Sheffield United. How did, how, how did that come about and how did that feel walking out then? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was great. The manager pulled me on the Friday and just kind of said, "Look, I, I want you to be um, uh, captain uh, for the weekend um, and and going forward." Um, <laughs> so I was I, I was delighted. Like it was a no brainer. He was kind of asking if if that's something I'd be like comfortable with, and he said there'd be no added pressure. And I was like, "Yeah, that that's fine." Um, and I kind of like downplayed it a lot, uh, like leading up to the game because I didn't. Want to think bigger, so I just did like, like everything normally and nothing changed. Blah, blah, blah. But then when I actually walked out at the front of the group and they kind of heard the ovation and everything, I remember thinking, like, wow, this is like a, quite a big deal. Um, that was the kind of the moment it hit me, mm. and I kind of thinking, like, I was very proud to like lead the team out because it's like, um, I do, I like do love them lads, it's a great group, and I've been with a lot of them for quite a long time. I had loads of good memories, so yeah, I, I was very proud. Mm. I have a strange question, and I don't know. Is the Go one on. just captain's armband that just gets passed around, or is yeah. there like a few? <laughs> no, and it's only one size as well. Is it? So, <laughs> unlike loads of the photos I got sent, it's like by my elbow, and like, <laughs> like I've, it was actually. I think um, Michael Smith sent me a text saying, "You can't wear it as a bracelet," <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which was which was funny to be fair. Um, so I might have to have a word of it. I can maybe just get a, a, a smaller one. Because it kind of it stays there okay, but as I run around and stuff, it, it drops. Um, you need one that's like great Velcro, look. Velcro instead yeah. of elastic. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a word with Eric, but I don't think it'll help me that much. I don't think he's cares that much. <laughs> when you when you get, do you sort of? I don't know. Again, you said you do things as normal. Do you sort of ask for advice? You know, Woody's obviously because other sports, yeah. other stuff to it. Football captain does toss, but you sort of leave their example. Is it just something you just take in your stride and sort of deal with it, or do you, what do you, how do you how do you feel about that? Think about that. Yeah, like like you said, I just really tried like not to overthink it. And to be mm. fair, if, if I'd have changed at, at all, like drastically, the lads would have hammered before it. So um, <laughs> I just kept it very very um, very simple. But obviously, I'm kind of only um, temporarily got it at the moment. And if and if Woody. Come, um, is playing at the weekend. He he will be captain. Yeah. So, but I think if I, if I ever got um, it on a permanent basis, I, I would maybe lean on captains I've played before, and that would it would definitely be one of them. I'd lean on. Um, but at, at the moment, I've, I'm I'm okay at the moment. Hmm. You're like one of the senior players. Like you've been here one of the longest now. Here, you've seen a boy. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I guess so. Kind of yeah, because um, two players the. Game at the weekend where I kind of looked, not looked around, but kind of looked at the team afterwards and kind of think, God, we've had a massive mm. turnaround of players. Um, like from the weekend, there was, I think there's only maybe Victor, Hacks, and Chio and myself that started the game that was there yeah. last year, um, which is a huge turnaround, really. Um, so, yeah, it is a bit strange, but I hadn't noticed it up until the weekend, really. Um, 
just talk about the couple of players, the couple of recent performances. I think we've, we've talked about a lot on the podcast, a lot about Adolphin recently. And yeah. his turnaround in form has been, it's almost a sensation. The three games, the three most recent games where we've played yeah. well, have been massively, he's been a huge part of that. I just want to talk about how great he's been. Because he had to, he's had to wait, and he's had to wait his time and bide his time, and he's got his chances. He's taking it on in there. Yeah, and he deserves a lot of credit for that because he's always worked hard. Um, mm. He's never been, he's never sulked, he's never been a bad egg or anything like that. When he's not been getting the game time he wants, um, and I think as for Hacks, I think he's just been deployed further forward. Mm. I think last year he kind of was on was um, was seen as a holding midfielder, and the managers kind of pushed him forward more because I think there's a few instances where when he breaks the box obviously the height of him and stuff he's a real presence and looks like a goal threat and I think he's shown that in all the games so far um, I think that's really helped him I mean, like, like you said he's been brilliant the last few games especially yeah it's been great um, I just want to ask about possibly finally for me the transfer window how is that as a player because you know there's going to be some signs but you don't know who's going to come in you don't know who's going to come out is it quite easy to not get unsettled but just be too aware of everything else that's happening to sort of concentrate on what's just in front of you on the, in, the, in the in the game yeah i think i think all players are different um i think some some players might um are maybe kind of think oh god he brought someone else in what does that mean for me and they might want some clarity on that um but for for me personally, I would if if the manager brought in like three or four midfielders, and for me, I only think that's positive because I just know that if I'm playing, that means I'm I'm way above. I'm I'm at the level that I should be. I've kind of got there, deserved it. Where if there was only three midfielders or we only had two midfielders and you had to play, you kind of wouldn't feel like you've necessarily earned it. But if there was a lot of midfielders and you're still getting picked, I would be. I feel like look, I've earned it because I've been training well and playing well. So this is why I'm in the team. So um, for me, that personally, that's not a problem. Um, and I do think for some players, the prospect of potentially leaving the club can be a distraction. And that's not like in like a big time way, but there's genuine logistics of some lads have got children in school, and if they get told the exactly, and if they get told the surplus to requirements, that will understandably. Um, mm play with their heads a bit but um this the January we've just had was very there was no no uh, issues no issues that, that I saw anyway yeah mm. I said it was finally for me it's probably not um, <laughs> <laughs> um the season ahead I'm not doubting it preview the Blackpool game but it just is in general for the season with the squad and the team feel like they're in a really really good place at the minute relatively healthy position in the league I assume there's a massive optimism that this time around we can get the job done and, and survive yeah, definitely. I think there's always been that that belief throughout mm. the season, but I think now there's a genuine belief that we can kind of um, really kick on from from now and end up. Um, I'd like to think we could kind of push away from the dogfight as such, um, and kind of have a bit more security coming into the last few games of the season. Uh, with the form we're in, with the players we brought in, um, and the position win at the moment, um, but yeah, there's a big confidence um, about the group that we can that we can win games, and um, that's the attitude we'll be taking to the weekend. And whether we do or not, it won't change um, our belief going into the Reading game and then the Coventry game after that. So um, I think we're in a good place, and 
feeling positive about the last, I don't know, 16, 17 games. Fingers crossed. It feels, if I say, since the Blackpool game, it just, it, as a fan, it just feels like there's a freshness about the team and they just look, they just look amazing. So the last three games have been so good to watch. And no reason why it can't continue, is there? No reason at all. No, exactly. No. And I think the team are quite, um, like aligned with how we've been playing and we now know that gets us results so everyone's on the same page there's no um no confusion really as such um the training we've been doing has been like quite consistent we've not kind of strayed away from um what's been uh, getting us results so um yeah long long may it continue <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um i'd like yeah. to ask what what's it like to be like in a football family, if that makes sense. Because I know your dad was a professional footballer with uh, Birmingham, I believe, before coming up to Blackburn. Yeah. Um, so what's that like for you? Do you feel like a certain pressure to, I don't know, outperform your dad to get like the bragging rights in the family sort of thing? Or is it more of a, a mentor sort of figure to guide you through your career? Yeah, not at all. My dad's only had positive um, effects on my career. He's, he's never put any... Uh, any pressure on me at all he just kind of demands that I, I work my hardest and enjoy it as best as I can um and yeah I am from a big footballing family we like love football like our Sundays kind of revolve around what games are on and stuff like that and obviously my dad still works in football so um yeah the only thing I get is everywhere I seem to go someone always says oh how's your dad <laughs> say hi <laughs> so I'd say that's the only kind of annoying part of it <laughs> And what was it like to score against uh, your dad's team? Because I do believe he's a Black, uh, Blackburn fan, isn't he? Yeah, well, obviously, he played the bulk of his career there. He played about two, 300 games to them. Mm. Uh, I grew up in Blackburn. Um, my mum's from Blackburn, so all her family are big Blackburn fans. All my friends are huge Blackburn fans. Um, so, yeah, so there was probably a bit of extra pressure on me going into that game because you kind of know if you make a mistake like I'll go on my phone afterwards and I'll, I'll cheers for that Ollie that type of thing like <laughs> for all my mates um, um, so yeah I was still I kind of uh, when I was like celebrating I kind of think like oh yeah let's get black but you kind of forgot for the moment when I was celebrating yeah. I was like oh class yeah so um, yeah it was good you didn't fancy what Dan did against Sunderland just picking out your mates in the crowd and celebrating <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I had a few lined up um, at the away game I had a couple, one of them and his family, like for that game to come and watch me, had like got a box and stuff. So I picked them out in the warm up. So I kind of had them uh, lined up if I scored in the away <laughs> game, but it was too far away in the home game. Oh, cool. fantastic. Can we expect that's a book for you, like your dad? Are you going to follow your dad's footsteps in 15 years' time? We're we going to see Ollie Rathbone book coming out, or is that good question, Matt? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think my life or career's been anywhere near as interesting as his. <laughs> Um, and I'm not as intelligent as him to actually sit down and, and write it and, and, and how well he did it. Cause it. I don't know if you've read it, but it's a really, it's a, it's a brilliant book. Like it's funny and it's well written. Uh, I think um, Paul Davis from the Robin Advertiser like read it and he kind of gave it a really good mm. review, saying mm. it was like it was professionally written. And um, so I've not I've not got that in the bag now. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to use it for the last bit of me uh, unicorn then, Matt. Ooh. The book? Yeah, the book. Why not? No, Why it's, not? It's, it's got football stories and I'm doing a radio show. <laughs> Nearly just assassinated my teacup. Um, but it's perfect material, isn't it? Perfect. I suppose. Yeah, we might, we might be glad to hear that. His, his work's going to Unicorse. I don't know. Yeah. 
you can maybe make it like the official sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. Put it put it in the corner next to the logos with a link yeah, to the website. I think you'd be really happy with that. That's a good idea. Yeah. We can work on that definitely. Um Danny, before I end this, anything else finally you want to ask Colin before I uh, click end? Um we'll be going on a donkey ride in Blackpool. Uh, definitely not, no. Been to Blackpool a lot, obviously being from Blackburn. Never never been on the donkey now. Been on the I've been to the Pleasure Beach quite a lot, but uh, not on a donkey now. Maybe when I was younger, but hmm. especially not in February. <laughs> when in Blackpool, it's like when in Rome, when in Blackpool, that. <laughs> Although yeah, I do have, let's not I do have Blackpool fans. I do have one last question. <clears throat> now, as a few people who've listened and seen on the club socials, I do need to ask this: Is a Jaffa cake a biscuit or a cake? Yeah, we had this at the training ground the other day. It's, for me, definitely a cake. I don't get it. I don't get the biscuit thing at all. There's no biscuit in there, and there is cake in there. So, yeah, I don't get that one. Correct answer. That is the correct answer. It was unanimous. <laughs> we, we spent about 20 minutes on the podcast yesterday talking about this, to be honest with you, Ali. We got, we got and, um, but, yeah, it's pretty unanimous on the podcast, I think. It's a cake, everybody. It's a cake. <laughs> The taxman says it's a cake, it's a cake. <laughs> yeah, always just a taxman. And uh, thanks to Ollie for being with us tonight. It's really, really appreciate you taking your time out and, uh, and talking all things Rotherham with us. Thank you all who have listened, uh, and then hopefully you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have uh, talking to Ollie about it. If you are joining us for the first time, please make sure you have subscribed, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are getting your podcast, make sure you've subscribed and join in for the future episodes. We'll next be out on Monday morning, which will be a review of the Blackpool game. And then on Friday onwards, Monday, Friday is the normal schedule. If you feel like joining us for all things Rotherham United on the New York Talk podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, uh, also on YouTube if you fancy looking at all our stuff up there as well. And finally, once again, thank you to Ollie for being with us. Thank you very much to Danny for being with us as he always is. And thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.